Pages of Process is an audio journal podcast with conversations of falling in love with whatever the process may be to you, all while living your best life in purpose and truth. Sometimes I sit with some amazing, beautiful souls, and other times it's just me sharing my thoughts with you. But however the message is delivered, insight and inspiration is always the message. On this episode of Pages of Process, I got the chance to sit down with author Q Gibson. I was extremely excited and honored to have a conversation with her because she is someone who is truly inspiring, not only to myself, but I'm sure to other young writers as well. So I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation as we get to know Q a little bit more and also understand her process and purpose of, you know, being a writer and giving so much of herself. So thank you all for joining today's episode. I'm sitting here with writer Q. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) And we're, uh, she's a great writer that I found, I want to say earlier this year, and just surprisingly how everything works. She's a very close friend of a friend of mine. So I wanted to have her on just to speak to her about, you know, her process, writing, um, being a woman that you know shares so much so we're gonna have her on today and we're gonna first start um, by how do you like fall into the process of writing like when did you decide you wanted to be a writer um, I think the process actually came to me uh, naturally um, I took a few writing courses in college um, like 2011 2012 um, so um, I did pretty well in those courses, and from there, I would just begin to, like, journal each day. And mm-hmm. so after um, I kind of got into a consistent routine of journaling, I just felt like um, many of the pieces were something that I needed to share with other people. So um, maybe about late 2014 is when I started, like, piecing together pieces of my first book, and then mm-hmm. uh, late 2015, I came up with a title and a theme and everything, and I was just like, okay, it's time to um, share. So I actually went through the um, self-publishing process mm-hmm. to publish the book and then released it in February of 2016. That's dope. So when you say you started journaling, when was it like, okay, I'm going to take that step of sharing it? Because I journal as well, and that's where you know my writing evolves from. And when I go back and look, I'm like, wow, like this is some deep, heavy <laughs> stuff. So where do you get like the courage to just release and share? I think it um, it kind of came over time. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think it kind of came over time because um, like I follow a lot of uh, different writers like mm-hmm. on Instagram, social media and stuff. So um, I just saw how like brave they were like and. In, in the sense of sharing their work, they were, like, super brave um, to me. Mm-hmm. So I started, like, piecing together, like, small pieces on my phone, but I didn't want to share them because I was, like, super nervous. I didn't know what people would think of them, but I was just like, okay, I'm just going to do this. I don't even remember, like, around what time this was. Mm-hmm. It was probably, like, right 
a couple months before I released the first book. That's when I really started building my audience and like sharing my work. So it all happened like in a short amount of time. Right. Um, I like posted one of my uh, quotes on Instagram, and from there, like I just logged out. Like I don't like to look. <laughs> like I'll post it, but I don't. I won't get back on and look or see what anybody said or mm-hmm. who's liked it or anything. I'll just post it and just like leave it and like not <laughs> go back and look at it. Yeah, because most of the. Um, like the poems and the uh, like the quotes and such, they're like vulnerable pieces. Right. So I like to just like leave them and kind of not go back to them until like I get back on the platform or whatever it is. That's fair. Yeah. I, I, I do the same thing when I do share. I'm like, like yeah. this is deep. Like you just don't want to, I guess, get yourself caught up in like the expectations of what people would yeah. say or if they don't yeah. say anything. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's, I understand that completely. <laughs> so, like, you said your pieces are very vulnerable. Do you pull from, like, your personal experiences? Because reading The Flowering Woman, I'm like, this is very, like, personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mostly all of my pieces are personal, like, mm-hmm. something I've been through um, personally or other women, like, who... I have four sisters. Mm-hmm. I have a mother. Um, I put some of her story. Like she, she actually let me put some of her story into the first book. So mm-hmm. um, that was super. That was super cool because I didn't think she was gonna let me share like right. her vulnerable um, stories and things like that. So I just kind of pulled from myself because I've been through a lot myself, and then I pulled from just other women around me um, because I feel like we all go through the same things, and right. a lot of the stuff is universal. So. So another thing I want to speak on or ask you about, um, like I said, you do share stories from your personal life. Your mother lets you share certain things as well. So Mm -hmm. when you write things that, I guess, how can I put it? You share your viewpoint on something that you experience with another person. So if that person in particular may have go back and read it, like Mm -hmm. do you deal with like backlash as in like, no, I don't think so because one, it's poetry, and so mm-hmm. it's sometimes it's written in a more creative way, mm-hmm. and it's not like a it's not like it's a tell all or anything right. like that. But then again, if I am reflecting on something that has to do with someone else, nine times out of ten, I've probably been through the same exact thing, and so that gives me a better perspective to write. You know, write from a place that's uh, I guess empathetic or whatever it is I'm writing about, and so. Um, no, I've never gotten any backlash, but there are, like, readers who, like, I've had some friends contact me, like, is this about me? And I'm like, <laughs> girl, no. Like, this is not about you. Like, this is just stuff that literally came to mind, like, things that I've dealt with. And mm-hmm. even if you've dealt with it, I probably would have known nothing about it. You until you, know, until you reached out to me. Until like, you. Okay. But, um, no, um, I think the first book most mostly was just things that I've experienced with my mom. Um, so she was like literally the only person whose consent I really like sought out before mm-hmm. um, putting something in the book. But other than that, I haven't gotten any anything else. <laughs> <laughs> anything weird, like mm-hmm. no weird backlashes from people. Mm-hmm. So one, I mean, it's quite a few pieces that stand out from your first book. Um, but I'm just going to pull from The Good Garden. Mm-hmm. And when I read this one, it reminded me of just a soul family like those I mean it could be your family Mm -hmm. but then also soul family that comes to you that gravitates towards you just Mm -hmm. by you being true to yourself so have you had like any influences or how important is those 
individuals? Um, I would I would say my family and friends are like my biggest um, influences because I've always been um, like a creative person. Mm-hmm. So anything I do, like I could go cut up some jeans tomorrow and try to sell them for five dollars, and my family is <laughs> going to support me. Like it, that's just the type of people I surround myself with, and so. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember really a lot about the first book um, because, like, once I publish them, I don't, I don't go back and don't read them. I don't read them. go back and read them. And so um, I just try to, like, keep growing outside mm-hmm. of, you know, what I've already produced. So I really don't like to go back and look. But that particular piece, I think it was more so about, like, friends and um, the people who I surround myself with. They've had a lot of influence on me because they've just been, like, supportive throughout the whole process, mm-hmm. like. So, yeah. Okay. So, like, you're not going back and, like, reading them if someone was to come up to you and say, oh, <laughs> this piece spoke so much. Like, are is it more so as in, like, your writing process and you sharing is a, a process of you pouring into yourself and healing within yourself, so... It's just yeah, it's, you just sharing and you realize, like, oh, it's helping other people. Yeah, I think that's more so what it is because... Like, even now, I don't, like, I don't go look at, like, I used to look at my review, like, my book reviews all the mm-hmm. time, like, okay, what people, what do people think about this, or, like, check my DMs, people would send me, you know, um, just feedback on what they thought of the books and things like that, so now I'm just at a point where I don't kind of, like, harp on it, I, I don't think about it, I don't go back and look at what I wrote, because I feel like that, those were spaces that I was, were in at mm-hmm. those moments in time, and I don't know if it's me not trying to, like, pick that energy up again, or if it's just me, um, kind of just, like, closing chapters, mm-hmm. like, each, with each book I write, um, even, like, my second book, um, The Sweetness and Soil, I talked a lot about just growing up in the inner city, and that was kind of, uh, different than me writing about, female problems and womanhood and stuff like that um and even with that book I just was ready to close that chapter because I feel like just growing up in the inner city and being from the inner city we can harp on that all day long we can talk about it forever but um just to be able to um write those poems and share with people like hey I'm a black woman I'm from the inner city I've been through hard things just as you have um I wanted to kind of share that and share you know connect with uh, my readers who were African-American women and connect from those perspectives. And then once I wrote that, I'm just like, okay, that's done. <laughs> I'm going to move on to <laughs> something to else. Next. Yeah, so it's just, I think it's just it's more so for me. Like, mm-hmm. I write for other people, but mostly I write because it's something that I want to read and something that I want to discuss. Right. Because they say, like, once you release something, like, in a creative way, as it's, it's a book, a song... Mm-hmm. It really means that you're healed from it and yeah. you're ready to just move, move on, on from it. So yeah. I understand that completely because when I go back, you know, when I find old journals, I'm like, am I ready to go back and read? Yeah. Like, cause, yeah, no, <laughs> no, don't do it. Because <laughs> it's like, I don't want it to just warp me into a space where it's yeah. like, you feel all those things again, but you realize, like, like you know, I wrote it down, like, I yeah. released it, so I'm yeah. like, freeing myself of it. Yeah. And it is freeing because even, not to say that I haven't. I haven't read the books through, like, mm-hmm. fully through. But even if I go back and I look at a piece that I wrote, and I'm just like, dang, like, <laughs> this is some good stuff right here. And then I'm just like, I can look at it and I can reflect on it without having, 
whatever emotion it was, I was like, I, I, I don't have to be angry when I reflect on this. I don't have to be mm-hmm. mad, upset. I don't have to be hurt when I reflect on this. I could just accept it as it was and just move on. So, move on. Yeah. So, um, you are a mother, mm-hmm. and you speak on that a lot in your writings and then also in your posts that you share mm-hmm. in your bio. And I think that's so beautiful for people to see that, you know, you can still be a mother, someone's caregiver, but still also pour into yourself. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people forget. I think it was the the post about the, um, God, what was it? When you have an um, illegitimate child. Oh, yeah. And that, like, I'm not a mom, but I do have friends mm-hmm. that are mothers and mm-hmm. are very creative and have so much to offer. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, you know, they feel as though that has to stop or end yeah. when they become a mom. So what's your... Like feelings or how did you get did you have to get over that thought or that emotion at a point um it wasn't necessarily me um having to get over it it mm-hmm. was people around me having to get over it like um just in particular like having a being a single mother having a child at a young age for me this was a choice I decided to make like this was something that I did this was something that I was okay with having mm-hmm. a child so if I'm surrounding myself with people who are not okay with that. That's not okay. Like, mm-hmm. so um, I did have, like, even when I first um, got pregnant with my son, I had friends who were like, oh, well, you can't kick it anymore because you're going to have right. a son. And nobody nobody with us has, has kids, so you can't do And I'm just like, um, who do you think you are? So, <laughs> like so it was more so, I'm like, as long as my business is taken care of, as long as I'm still pouring into myself, as long as my son is well taken care of I don't think that has anything to do with um just who I am as a person or who I am as a mother I I put motherhood in it's kind of like two separate things for Mm -hmm. me because I don't just define myself as a mother I'm a creative I like to be free I like I like to do what I like to do when I want to do it and just having a child I don't think that should stop anything and so um it was more so me um, trying to reflect on that and tell the world, like, if it's not your predicament, if it's not your circumstance, you know, you maybe shouldn't be as concerned with it as you are. So <laughs> right. That's what that was. No, I, I completely understand that because I know when I do become, you know, someone's mother, mm-hmm. like, I, I think it's very important for women and men who are fathers to remember that they were someone before they yeah. were. Mm-hmm a mother or mm-hmm. a father and people you know they do tend to lose themselves yeah. in that one particular title mm-hmm. I think that's that's very beautiful that you yeah. just share like it's, it's not that deep like yeah. you can still have your yeah. own identity so let me see what else so I know being a creative a writer you, you do share a lot of yourself you know mm-hmm. as far as emotions vulnerability like you're giving a lot to people and you're seeing like the impact that you have on other people. Mm-hmm. How do you, you know, anchor yourself in self-care, like take care of Q, like when she um, needs to be back centered? Just just shutting out, like shutting things out. Um, I've always been like a fairly private person, so mm-hmm. writing for me is my way of just being kind of free. Like right. just, okay, I'm going to give this to you, and I'm still... It's like I'm a semi-private person. I like to have privacy, but I like to share um, like my not-so-intimate moments um, through writing. So that is kind of kind of a balance. Um, 
I like to be alone. I like to write at home. Like, my writing process, I get up early in the morning, like, before my son wakes up, and mm -hmm. I just write because that's um, kind of like a release for me in the morning before I get my day started. Um, I do a lot of things for self-care, just going to, going to the gym. Like, that's free time for me. Like, they have child care at the gym, so my son, he'll go in the, you know, the child care section, and I'll work out because that's just something I like to do for myself. And it was a point in time where... Just being a single mother, like, um, my son's dad, he's involved or whatever, but he's, I'm his primary caregiver, mm -hmm. so there was a point in time where I couldn't do a lot of the things that I wanted to do just to take care of myself, like, just going to the gym. Like, I couldn't right. go to the gym throughout the week because I was too busy, or I couldn't, um go just get up and go out of town and hang with friends and just do th some of the things that I would like to do but um the more like as far as like co-parenting and stuff the more we started working and like communicating on that I think the better um my healing kind of um you know got and the more time I was able to like spend with myself and just do things for myself yes and so, that's, yeah. that's very important like you said waking yeah. up and writing like sometimes like I just have to wake up and just sit there and breathe mm -hmm. for like five minutes stretch because mm -hmm. <laughs> that's like very important and like you said like it is looked at as self-care as being a luxury because we do have to mm -hmm. give so much of ourselves to this during the day mm -hmm. you know this time I have to go do this but just even like five minutes mm -hmm. or whatever self-care yeah. looks like to you is very important mm -hmm. very very important yeah I'm just at a point right now where nothing like I don't put anything before my self-care right. kind of like even um not to be like shallow or anything, but even being a mother, I'm not I'm not gonna put that before my self care because how can I be a good mother if to my son if I'm not taking care of myself or if I'm not making time for myself, like mm -hmm. mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally, if I'm not prepared to um even take care of myself, I don't think I would be in a good position to be a decent mother. So um, I just really started like putting that before everything, before work, before writing. Like even some days I don't feel like getting on Instagram and posting mm -hmm. anything. And it's like, oh well, you gonna lose followers tomorrow. And I'm just like, they weren't. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I will live. I will breathe. Like, but I don't want to pressure myself to um, even create work and put it out there if it's not something that I'm being genuine about right. or that I'm, you know, passionate about at the moment, or if it's just not filling me up at the moment, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah, so you said, like, now you got to that point where you're not putting anything before self-care. Mm -hmm. So the time where you probably did feel that pressure to, okay, like, I have to post um, a quote or I have to just share something as far as my writing, like, and it wasn't flowing. Mm -hmm. How did you deal with, like, did you feel, like, any anxiety, like, huh, nothing's coming to me as far as writing, like... Um. <laughs> No, because a lot of people ask me, like, how I deal with writer's block, and I'm like, I don't really get writer's block, because if I don't want to write, I just don't write. If right. I don't feel like um, reading, I won't read. If, I, if I'm not in it, I'm not going to do it. So, um, I feel like writer's block and just not being into whatever it is your craft is at the moment, I, I feel like that's just your body maybe saying, like, hey, you need to slow down, or it's just your conscience saying, hey... You need to take some time to yourself. Go find some inspiration. Go outside. Go for a run. Go to a movie. Do whatever it is you need to do, but, like, take a load off. And I feel like sometimes, especially with, like, social media and the new age, we feel pressured to kind of 
keep up with keep up with everything on the day to day. We feel pressure to post. We feel pressure to share. We feel pressure to create something. When it's like sometimes it's better to just sit back and be inspired and live your life. And that's how right. you get stories and you get books and you get songs and whatever. That's how you get everything. Just, being, just yeah. being in the moment. Yeah. Being very 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 present. Mm-hmm. So you have three books out, correct? Mm-hmm. So when you put out your first one, did you like? Was it like okay? I'm gonna put out another one, or I want to put out this many, or did it just come to you like, oh, this I think be it my just came. Book. I think it just came naturally. Um, when I wrote the second one, the second book actually doesn't sell as much as like the flower and one. That's like my my best selling book because mm-hmm. I feel like because one is for women and right. two, um, it's just it was something that was kind of like a cathartic experience so Mm -hmm. people people kind of took to that and they kind of you know find themselves in that book um but the sweetness and soil that was something totally different like the people who read poems about womanhood and quotes about womanhood and things like that they don't not all of them necessarily want to hear about life in the inner city or growing Mm -hmm. up in the inner city and things like that so um i just wrote that book because at the time i feel like there was a lot going on like politically mm-hmm. and just just a voice needed to that like I feel like there needed to be a voice um from a woman's perspective of growing up in the African American community and um I know there are a lot of books out there but I wanted to do it in a way that I was comfortable with in a way that I felt would um connect with other people so I don't I don't plan for books I just write and then if I have a lot of writing like that's kind of under one theme I, per se I'll kind of like look at it and be like okay I need to put a book together or I have something here and I'm on to something and then I'll kind of just keep creating off of that that's dope and it's I think it's I feel like everything is always connected so that's mm-hmm. your second book is called Sweetness and Soil that really is kind of like how I look as your style and how you present your words because Mm -hmm. it's very like heart-wrenching and like oh like that's some deep stuff (laughs) but it's also like Mm -hmm. you you're able to still put beauty in it and Mm -hmm. put like joy in you know those experiences and I feel like that's the silver lining that people tend to overlook when they're when they're journeying 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 through life yeah yeah I think um, as far as like what you said, like my style, I'm all, like I'm in, into plants, so I like mm-hmm. write a lot. I try to take a lot from like nature with like my writing and stuff, and I'm still working on that. Like I'm still growing in that area, but um, I like to find ways to like introduce plants and like um, plant life into my work, and so that's kind of how I like pull from like the titles mm-hmm. and the. Um, even some of the words that I use in the poem, I just kind of, yeah. like, look to nature and kind of use that as the backbone, like, the structure of, like, my poems most of the time. And then I just kind of try to blend it with my my own personal style and who I am. So. That is, because you do speak on, like, a lot of plants and flowers yeah. <laughs> and mud and dirt. So that's, that's dope to hear. Like, that's really where you pull from, because you can Thank really you. see that in your words now that you speak on that. Um, Let me see, because... Like I said, like, I think I was following you on Instagram probably before I met Chick. Okay. So, <laughs> it was like, it was just like, I don't think it was weird, but like I say, everything is so connected. Like, mm-hmm. oh, so, 
you know her like that's so dope because like I'm a writer and she's inspiring me so I think that's really cool like how we're at this moment yeah. of you know you sharing your story which is pouring into me which mm-hmm. is will pour into so many other women or yeah. writers creatives thank you givers so that's dope so thank mm-hmm. you um so let me say we spoke on inspiration your deciding moment motherhood how do you deal with like falling into the process of whatever it is that your heart is calling you to um well writing per se like I listen to a lot of music like I take from a lot of music so um like with my first book I wrote to like a lot of music I listen to like a lot of Moonchild um mm-hmm. And like old school stuff, so I just take and draw from that. Like I will, I have to be in a quiet space, and I have to have music playing. Then I just write, and that's just how I do like my process. And then with the sweetness and soil, I kind of wanted like a different feel from for that because it was like discussing so much hardship and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I literally listened to like the Marvin Gaye uh, "What's Going On" album for like <laughs> <laughs> maybe like two or three months straight, like just writing to that because. I like the like the vibes like mm-hmm. that the music gives me and it kind of puts me in a different setting like even if I'm at home in the same space that I write in every day I think music kind of puts me in a different setting and um, allows me to write from different places that I normally wouldn't. That's I love that because you know when I'm writing at home I'm like oh, I need to get out because mm-hmm. it's like in the same space it's mm-hmm. like okay you need to change the scenery so that's really dope that you pool like you just change the dial yeah, on yeah. the radio and it's like you're yeah. in a whole different world <laughs> <laughs> that's sweet um let me see what are you working on anything currently no, or you're just i'm currently enjoying my summer <laughs> enjoying, my, enjoying summer. my summer and just enjoying like enjoying my life and kind of um working on just building my skills up as a writer mm-hmm. i don't want to keep um producing producing content I just want to like kind of silently work on different things and see where the process takes me um so I don't have anything that works currently but I do um me and Swoop we plan to work on a poetry um like it's I don't want to give too much away but I want to do like a lullaby um album for adults and so um, I wanted to just be like a poetic album where women can listen to like before they go to bed or when they wake up and kind of put that together. So I'm going to have to get in the studio. <laughs> the yes. studio but get in yeah, the studio, that. get your voice back, mm-hmm. fall in love with that. <laughs> that's really, that's, I can't wait to mm-hmm. see what that turns into. So that's really dope. <laughs> um, just one more thing, I think. Mm-hmm. When you're, I know for me, like I get, inspiration or things come to me at the most random times like Mm -hmm. I could be driving or I could be just doing something so Mm -hmm. how do you um hold on to that like so if something was to come into your mind like oh (laughs) like do you oh my phone Uh, yeah my phone I use my notepad like if something comes to me I have to write it down like immediately so like my notepad is filled with just like little pieces of poems or stuff that I might throw into something later so I just I put everything on my phone or if I'm at work and something comes in my head I'll just use a sticky note and just (laughs) (laughs) like write my ideas on there and kind of um like pick up from where I left off whenever I get back to it yeah I think that's very important because a lot of people try to for something Mm -hmm. and it's like just let the things flow to you Mm -hmm. um store them somewhere and then when it's time to put them together it will Mm -hmm. be something yeah and i get that like every like 
every five minutes. Like, I have to put something <laughs> in my phone or, like, okay, not every five minutes, maybe every few hours. Like, I have to put something in my phone because, like, just words just come to me or, like, a feeling will come to me. I'm like, okay, I can't miss out on this. Mm-hmm. And I'll just put it in my phone and leave it at that and go back to it at a later date. Okay, so where can, you know, the <clears throat> listeners find your works and your words sporadically? Uh, <laughs> I'm on Twitter at uh, QGibson underscore, and I am on Instagram at Q.Gibson. Um, I have a Facebook page. It's Facebook.com slash QGibsonWrites. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to update that a little bit more. <laughs> but um, you can also go to my website, www.QGibson.com, and you can find books there and also my um a uh, tea collaboration that I did with this uh, shop called Soup Bohemian. You can purchase teas on the website too. What um type of tea? Like what? Um, it's like an eco friendly um yeah eco friendly tea. Um, they do like kind of big size teas for women, oversized teas and sweaters for women. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of more ways to collaborate with um, creative artists and work on different projects. So that's dope. I think that's really important too, like mm-hmm. collaboration, especially with people that are aligned with mm-hmm. what it is that yeah your, I think that's super is. important like having like the person has to be aligned with like my vision and just like my whole vibe because I, I just <laughs> like even if you offer me a million dollars tomorrow if it's not fitting like to my aesthetic and stuff like that I don't like I wouldn't do it but that's where I'm at this year kind of just trying to collaborate with people and seeing what ways I could kind of like tie in art with my poetry and mm-hmm. just other forms of art like music, uh, drawing, painting, whatever, like seeing how I can connect and collaborate with other creatives with my work. Yes, that's very, 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 very important. So what um, last or a little bit of advice you would leave to those that are just falling in love with the process of their purpose? Of their purpose? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I would just say remain um, true to to who you are. Um, that's the biggest thing for me is just remaining true. There's going to be people who might laugh at you. There's going to be people who find it funny that you're take, going out on a you know going out on a limb to do something that you want to do creatively. It's going to be people who doubt you. And I just say just stick to it and kind of. Um, Write it down, like, see where you want to go. Like, see where you want to go. See what vision you have for yourself and stick to it at all costs. Like, if if you fall off tomorrow, get back on. Like, it's so much to be done and it's so much to be seen, like, through the eyes of each individual because I feel like all, like, all these creatives who I've met over the past two years, like, just writing and releasing books, we all have different perspectives. Even if we're doing the same thing, like writing or poetry, we all have different perspectives. So I would say just stick to it because you never know like who's watching or who like is benefiting from you doing exactly. whatever you do creatively. Yes. Do not give up people. <laughs> do not, do not, do not. So yeah, thank you so much. That was thank very you. enlightening and inspiring. So make sure you all go follow Q on all her social medias. Check out her books, which are phenomenal. Um, and I'll have those listed with the links. So you can make sure you go check those out as well. Thank you. <laughs> all right. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs>